0: Welcome to the second episode of the Global Communications Podcast, where we explore the power of communications to transform. My name is Sandra Coyle, the founder of Coyle Communications. Joining me today is Paul Micaiah, a 27-year-old entrepreneur and a passionate agent for community development. He is the founder and agency president of Burgast House a leading business branding and digital design agency with offices in Zimbabwe in Southern Africa and Rwanda in Eastern Africa. He has been listed as one of Forbes Africa's 30 Under 30 for 2020. In this episode, we will explore rebranding Africa and the new digital frontier. Paul, thank you for joining me today.
1: Uh, Thank you very much, Sandra.
0: Let's start by situating where you are with some context on Zimbabwe today in terms of geographic location, maybe brief history, and also your hopes for the future.
1: Okay. Um, So I'll start right at the beginning. Uh, Zimbabwe is a country that is um, uh, situated in the southern part of uh, Africa. So that is between South Africa and Zambia and sandwiched between um, three other countries, that is Namibia, Zambia, Botswana, and Mozambique. So a lo- landlocked country. Um, and then uh, one of the biggest attractions in Zimbabwe, obviously, is the Victoria Falls, which is one of the um, Seven Wonders of the World. So that is uh, one of the biggest attractions here. And I guess the second biggest attraction is the people themselves. I think Zimbabwean people are very friendly and... Um, love having visitors over and um, just a good bunch of people. And thirdly, our biggest and largest resource, I would say, is the youth population, which brings a lot of energy and a lot of excitement within our communities. And um, to answer you, I think the last part of your question was um, what we look forward for the future as a country or individually, I guess, as a country, I guess, is to be on the global stage and uh, make a, a, a mark um, mainly using our, our resources. I mentioned the young people and as begastos, our biggest um, hope and what we look to to achieve in the future, I guess, is to have a footprint in every country in, on the continent. Yes. So
0: let's talk a bit about Burghast House, your your agency. How did you come to start your own company? Mm -hmm. And what was your journey to where you are today?
1: Well, as any business starts, um, it has to identify a gap, something missing within the market. And for us, what was missing was, specifically in Zimbabwe, was a communications agency that was anchored on digital platforms, most of the companies that um, exist and still exist now in Zimbabwe, it's still focus on traditional media and totally ignore what is now the new normal of communication online. And that was the obvious um, business case that was there. And secondly, I, on a more personal level, did not... Um, uh, find a lot of value in, in my past uh, position. And I thought I could do more and achieve more in a position of impact as um, uh, leading a, a, a new organization. So those were the two main reasons for starting Big Gas Styles, yes.
0: In terms of rebranding <laughs> Africa, what do you hope to achieve and maybe we could start with could you define what you mean by rebranding africa
1: Mm -hmm. so to define what we mean by rebranding africa we are basically saying that as africa the continent is in our eyes viewed as is, is, is 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 in most matrices is non-existent you know if we look at even internet connection electricity Uh, governance, corrupt. Like we are at the bottom of any uh, matrix that can be used. So that then uh, gave us a a purpose to say, you know what, why don't we come in and as our purpose as an organization, try to lift up Africa from where it is using the skill sets that we have, which are communication. Let's partner with brands, all right, in our day-to-day work, who have the same vision with us, who are trailblazers in their own line of work and let them shine. You know, let's partner with them. Let's do our work with them so that we put them on the global stage and eventually rebrand Africa, rebrand the narrative about Africa, rebrand the thoughts around what Africa is, because we understand that some people still believe that Africa is one country, that Africans speak one language, Africa, you know, there's the same people. So, all those misconceptions we are hoping to change by partnering with like-minded brands and helping them in their communication journey, taking them on, on digital platforms and eventually taking Africa on the global stage. Yeah.
0: So that's really a with inside-out uh, approach to rebranding Africa, starting from within. Exactly. And hopefully through that work that you'll rebrand The Mm -hmm. perception of Africa externally as well exactly so why is that important though do you feel today that the narrative on Africa is accurate Mm -hmm. or do you feel like there's room to grow or do you think things are just completely um, Mm -hmm. not correct
1: Well, I think it's a bit of both, Sandra. I don't think there's one complete good answer. So I think there is a lot of misconception and there is a bit of truth. And there's a lot of, it's a complex issue which does not have one answer. And I think um, when we talk about misconception, there is need for those misconceptions to be addressed by us communication practitioners, specifically those in Africa. And when we also look at, um, at the, the things that are also perceived to be alright, but overblown in some cases, for example, that um, Africans only need aid, not really trade; that um, Africa is, uh, you know, is, is like one village, or there's no, you know, all those misconceptions. To a certain extent, are, are true, but not true, to 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 the greater extent, and. It's the role of us communication experts and practitioners, all those in Africa, to start the journey now to address those misconceptions. Because even if you look at the operation of business, businesses in Africa will not be taken seriously if they don't address those misconceptions. They cannot be taken seriously on the global stage without addressing some of those misconceptions. If you come to Zimbabwe, for example, you'd be surprised at the commerce that is happening, at the innovation that is happening in the technical space, in the mobile money space. Some things that have not even been achieved in the first world countries. So there is a lot to be done and we are just starting the job and it's a long journey that's coming.
0: You mentioned technical and you also mentioned digital several times. Mm -hmm. So that does nicely segue into digital transformation, which is another area that you've been focusing on, particularly these past several months where we have the issue of COVID-19 spreading Mm -hmm. across the world and uh, throughout the continent now. And Africa has been seen as not only the new digital frontier for the past Mm -hmm. several years, but really leading in -hmm. this area, mainly due to the talent base Uh and also young populations. You mentioned Uh Zimbabwe is very young. I know um, I'm situated situated Uh in Kenya, Uh and we have a population, I think 70% are under the age of 40. We also have companies like uh, Facebook, Google, and others that are investing heavily in the region through Uh incubators. Uh So I guess my question is, um, how can young Africans, young Zimbabweans own this new frontier and have determination over it?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well I, I guess to just um, start on that point i think digital in in its, in its in its in its core sense is the opportunity for africa to leapfrog its current position to uh sup- to meet or surpass the current world standards in all aspects of commerce and industry why i say that is because look at mobile money for example. In Zimbabwe, we ha- and Kenya, we have some of the leading mobile money platforms, and our economies, to a certain extent, are totally um, uh, paperless. Paperless. So that is just an example and a screenshot of what can happen to the rest of society if we if we leverage on digital to um, uh, to, to leapfrog some of these uh, uh, areas. And for youth specifically in Africa, my advice would be. You know what, this is uh, a level playing ground because across the world, everyone is trying to figure digital out. Everyone is trying to understand it. And it's an opportunity for African enterprise, African businesses to research and find and solve African problems as well as international and global problems and leading to uh, the leapfrogging of Africa. Um also linking to our hope of, the, of of rebranding Africa. So it's it's all connected. And we believe that young people should take digital seriously and digital transformation seriously because it's an opportunity for Africa to leapfrog. Um, yeah.
0: And then in terms of the past two months for yourself and your team at Burcast House, you actually started a new line of business because you saw a need mm-hmm. emerging among these big brands that are African-wide. Can you talk
1: mm-hmm. about that a bit? Well, this the background of this uh, mainly was that uh, um, we, we had been planning to open a digital transformation arm of the business, um, but because of COVID, it was further accelerated and the need was greater amplified, where we noticed a lot of corporate uh, Zimbabwean com- companies and the greater Africa, where they weren't prepared to... To, to, to sell their products online, to work from home. So their digital uh, capacity was really, really, really low. So a lot of corporates were caught off guard by COVID because no company had uh, planned for it in their strategy sessions in 2019. No one was thinking about it. So a lot of companies were caught off guard. So us as Begastos, what we're doing is that we have started uh, a, a dedicated uh, department that is focusing on digital transformation. And when I talk uh, about digital transformation, we are talking about uh, four or five pillars. First, the strategy. So developing a core strategy that does the research on the digital capacity of an organization, sees the opportunities where digital can be implemented to improve efficiency, to reduce um, lag time, to just solve the business uh, problem. All right. And not just do digital for the sake of digital, but digital that actually um, adds value. And secondly, we look at internal systems, internal communication, internal finance, internal administration, and how all those processes can be made digital. Firstly, to, firstly, to allow people to work flexibly from anywhere in the world, uh, to increase efficiency, to increase accountability um, and all the good stuff. And thirdly, to take the actual product online. So this is creating e-commerce platforms, um, um, creating digital assets for organizations, basically trying to help the business sell their core products online without having an actual brick and mortar uh, office. And fourthly, we look at how to make people know about the e-commerce products. And that's through, obviously, digital marketing, your Google ads, your Facebook, all your social media platforms. And lastly, generating the analytics from all these uh, digital uh, sources we've talked about, which are your internal systems, your uh, e-commerce sites, your digital platforms. And all that data will be um, captured to help business leaders and executives within these corporates um create and align their products and advise business strategy going forward so that's that's basically what we're trying to do and it's exciting and we're looking um to expand this across africa and not just just in zimbabwe yes
0: that's wonderful now imagine you and I are speaking, and now it's we leaped frog ahead 10 years to 2030. Mm-hmm. How is Africa perceived and Zimbabwe perceived, and how is it positioned on the world stage? Where would you like it, uh, mm-hmm. particularly with this digital transformation mm-hmm. effort, were it to be in 2030? What kind of conversation would we, would we be having then?
1: Well, obviously, by 2030, I believe that Africa will not still be an emerging market. So I think Africa will be... Um, just entering the global platform as a true player because of just the size of your, of our young people. Young people that are informed, have access to information through the internet, are skilled in digital platforms and digital enterprise, are skilled in coding and can solve global problems from Africa without going to have to study in Harvard, have an opportunity to see how life can be and have, therefore have demanded better from their leadership, their politicians. So basically what I'm trying to say, I'm saying by 2030, we are going to see a whole different continent with over 1 billion people um, uh, that are skilled and young, as opposed to the rest of the world where young people, the number of young people are dwindling and older people are growing. And, um, Uh, we obviously see a lot of growth as well. And lastly, we see Africa itself being a very lucrative market for investors from across the world. So all those things combined culminate in a really big opportunity and a land of progress.
0: Thank you for joining me today, Paul, and for providing such fascinating insight on Africa. To learn more about Burghest House, please visit house, all one word, ZW or zw if you're in the U.S. Stay tuned for next week's episode featuring journalist Salim Samed, who serves as the General Secretary at the Forum for Freedom of Expression and Dhaka, Bangladesh. <music> I'm not afraid to